and welcome to the Sprift Sessions. My guest on this edition of the Sprift Sessions is none other than the Chief Data Officer for Sprift, Mr. Craig Sturk. Craig's extensive background in the world of data is the perfect match to the journey that Swift is on, and it'll be great to get his views on the power of data in an ever-changing industry and the benefits it can provide for the future. So without further ado, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Dean. Welcome. So today we're going to be talking about the subject of data. So um, just to sort of get a bit of a background on yourself. Tell us about your background in the world of data. You know, what's your sort of story? Okay, well, my my data story started in the 80s, in the early 80s, um, with my first coding on a BBC Micro. Oh, okay. Yeah, building a um, system for my dad's master's degree. Um, Yeah, that was an interesting first start. Um, (laughs) Moved into, in the 90s, I did my child accountancy qualification, which at the end of the day is all about using data to tell stories. Yeah. Um, I used that to move into business modeling, which was about collecting data to predict various possible futures um, for, the, for my clients. Then in the 2000s, I was actually in industry working on systems and processes to capture and use information more effectively. And then got into business intelligence, where my team won a global award for innovation. Wow. Um, which was very special for them. And special for me as I got to sadly go to San Francisco to collect it on their behalf. It's a real drag, isn't it? This sort of stuff. Oh, it was. It was. Um, then in the 2010s, I was moving into big data, looking at things like machine learning, text analysis, being able to exploit unstructured data, not just the things that people normally think about, like spreadsheets and structures and databases. And that brings me to the 2020s and joining Sprift. Wow. So quite, quite. Um, I, mean, I mean, for someone like me who's not had a background in data as such, that's quite intense, quite frankly, especially with how you started off sort of you know, working with, in terms of your father uh, and, and building that type of technology from the outset. So, you know, I think I was just at calculator level at that point. Well, the, B- the BBC wasn't much more than a calculator, but it was a good it was a good introduction to structured thinking. Fantastic, fantastic! And of course, as you said, you now find yourself at Sprift. And what attracted you to Sprift? Um, well, I've known Sprift um, since just after its inception, and yeah, it always there was always a clear vision. And Matt, the CEO, has assembled a great team of people, um, and the vision leads us to have potentially a positive impact on a lot of people the housing market buying and selling property in the uk is not the world's greatest experience Mm -hmm. and it's not the world's slickest experience and a lot of that is down to the mismatch of information the lack of data surprises coming out of the woodwork weeks or months into the process so the opportunity to actually help ease some of that pain and make everyone's lives that little bit easier in the property market was one that was too was too good to pass up wow well and and for, for someone who speaks um from having had uh coming up to 30 years in the industry um i can completely agree with the view in terms of how clunky it can be delays lack of information lack of data so you know the opportunity to be able to 
do what you're doing in terms of pulling that together can only surely be a fantastic thing. And obviously you've, you know, you've arrived at Sprift um, in what are quite interesting times. In, we find ourselves in globally. You've obviously had to hit the ground running uh, since joining Sprift. So, you know, you know from, from the time that you sort of uh, kicked things off here, what have you found and what opportunities do you see based on what you found for the data in the future? Um, well, what attracted me to Sprift has been borne out. Um, yeah, it's been a great team. There's been a lot of positive energy, a lot of support for me, um, a lot of patience as I get up to speed with the property industry. Um, and there is a lot of data, possibly even more data than I realized when I was doing my research. Um, but that data is very fragmented. We have over 400 local authorities in the UK. We have yeah, thousands of agents. We have millions of properties. We have lot, so many different actors, so many different data sets. To bring all that together is a real challenge. And what I found is that yeah, the team have done a great job so far. And yeah, I should be able to just build on that and yeah, unleash some of the more unleash some of the more value, the more advanced techniques that we have in the data, mm-hmm. and the value that we can get out of it using the using the new techniques that I've got some experience of. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and I suppose when you talk about something like sort of four hundred local authorities, I, I, I guess uh, to the the untrained eye, uh, there will be a natural thought process that they all work in the same way, and I, and I and I guess that very much isn't the case. Well, they're all subject to the same legislative frameworks, but in the same way that every driver on the road is subject to the same highway code. You get some people that like to go in the fast lane, some people that like to sit in the slow lane. You have HGVs, you have small, fast sports cars, yeah, different colours, different shapes. Yeah, it's the same with local authorities. Yeah, they might be doing this, doing similar things, but they're doing it in different ways with different data sets, different presentation, which just adds to the challenge and interest that we face in pulling all that together the excitement <laughs> i was pondering about using that word but i will i will agree <laughs> fantastic and um, um you, you know when you sort of see all of that those different data opportunities within certainly within the um the property world um how do you start to see that data playing sort of an ever-increasing part in how we operate uh, as a property industry well I think one thing that we've seen over the last decade with the rise of big data, AI, machine learning, etc., is that the more relevant data you can bring together, the greater level of insight you can get. And the greater level of insight you've got, the less likely you are to make an erroneous decision um, and the more impact our decisions and actions can have. So, um, yeah, if we can provide better insight to our agents, to property buyers, property vendors, then hope that should result in a more informed, smoother running property industry. Mm-hmm. So the situations that are all too common today where you can get six to eight weeks into a transaction and then discover there is a restrictive covenant or there's actually a sliver of title running across the middle of your garden, that sort of thing. That's the sort of thing we could, I've already seen in the time I've been here. We've helped yeah. agents discover, and that means they can act as advisors to their clients and make sure that they are get, getting the best possible experience in what is a stressful time. 
Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I think that sort of dovetails into my sort of next thought and, and, and question, which is, uh, you know, when you look at Swift specifically um, in the drive to deliver that upfront information for the agent, and as you rightly said, you know, they become that advisory role, uh, not just necessarily a marketeer. Uh, what sort of things are Swift doing, especially around the compliance sort of world? Mm-hmm. Right, Swift. Yeah, to use an analogy, um, yeah, we've got a lot of different individual threads of data around the property market. And what we're doing is weaving those into a rich tapestry that different industry stakeholders can use to identify things of them. Yeah. Some people may be interested in the colour. Some people may be interested in the patterns. Some people may be interested in yeah, stepping back and looking at the big picture, the government, for example. Um, in terms of helping agents and their compliance, yeah, the more we can help agents provide a positive experience in this age where bad experience can ricochet about social media and be reflected on rating websites forever. Yeah, if we can help if we can provide trusted information to our clients to help them provide that, that true advice, that positive service, then hopefully the good experiences will ricochet around social media and be echoed on ratings websites, and that will help build their trust. Mm. And it will help them be seen as ethical, help them be seen as compliant because they've got robust, trusted data that is helping them provide insights to the to the to the property transactions. Yeah. And of course, for, for many years, the, you know, the, the property industry, you know, and having worked in it for myself for so long has always been sort of, you know, tarred with that trust element. Um, you, you know, and they were never really believe. You know, a consumer was never really believing anything until it got to the to the legal eagles of this world. Uh, and of course, now I guess when you see what Swift is doing in in that respect and starting to be able to bring in that trusted data source, you know, it can only be a good thing, as you rightly say, in terms of smoothing the process, more informed decisions. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talk, um, certainly in the data groups that I belong to on LinkedIn and places, that data is the new oil. Yeah, it's okay. the new driver for the economy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, the analogy only goes so far because you can use data more than once and hopefully it won't get it contribute too much to climate change. Um, <laughs> but certainly people talk about, well, in a data economy, we need data literacy. Yeah, but actually, yeah, if you look back at the oil age, how many people actually had oil literacy? When you're putting diesel or petrol into your car, how much do you know about refining? How much do you know about the rigs, etc.? Now, I worked in the Middle East for a while on, okay. a, on an oil on an oil refinery, on an oil base. So I probably do know a bit about that. But actually, what I want Spriff to be able to do is not worry, is so people don't worry about the data. We're just refining that data into information to go into their decision tanks. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, so people can use the Sprift website, the Sprift yeah. APIs, the Sprift reports, as effectively you put you pull your um, you pull your property into the onto the forecourt, get the report, and you feel it ready to go. I, I, I'm just loving the oil analogy personally. <laughs> I, I, no, when you, when you put it like that, it, it just makes absolute sense, doesn't it? When you you, you look at it like that and. You know, as you as you rightly say, you, you know, you know, the biggest decision that a lot of consumers will make is have I got the right pump to go into the car, regardless of how it got there in the first place. And as you as you as you say, you know, that that understanding uh, just builds the confidence and so on and so forth to be able to trust that data to more, doesn't it? And and of course, when you then come to um, the trusting of data, 
how how does a business like Spriff build that trust, especially with other sectors in the industry? Um, because I, you know, I'm 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 fully aware that there are other parts of our property industry, parts of the process that would be very wary of trusting what they might perceive to be third party data. Um, but how do we? How does Swift go about building that trust so they're seeing that third party data as as very much the norm, um, if not now, then in the very near future? Mm-hmm. Right. I think the first thing we can do, and it's for us to do, is to articulate our vision clearly, and then to demonstrate we're delivering on that. Because if people understand our vision and understand how we how we are delivering that, including the ethics and the compliance that we're building in to how we handle data, how we present it, then that goes a long way. One of the issues you see in the news in the news about data and lack of trust is Cambridge Analytica being the obvious example, mm-hmm. is that people's data was being used in ways they didn't expect and didn't and hadn't signed up for. So if we can demonstrate that we have this purpose to deliver value to the UK property industry, we're doing it in an ethical and compliant manner and that we are using trusted, robust data sources. And we are lucky in the UK. We have organisations like the Land Registry and Ordnance Survey, which do provide very solid, very good data sets. So if we can leverage those in in an ethical way, Listen to our clients so that if they are expressing concerns or want to understand more, we can explain what we've got and we're not hiding. Then all of that contributes towards building trust. And we can also learn from other industries. So I've done some work with the financial services industry and reg tech is a big growth area there. Yeah, Banks, building societies have a lot of regulation, a lot of reporting to submit periodically historically that's been done in a almost like a property market today way individual systems individual processes all trying to squeeze it into the into the final set of numbers in the same way that you finally get to a signed contract with a property deal what we what we've seen now is that the, the emergence of reg tech companies who are creating open data models for the financial services industry so that everyone can use those and so you know the results if they go through that open data model you understand what the data is where it's come from and how it's been transformed to get to the final answer wow so there are opportunities there for sprift with our polar market view to be looking across the data across the property industry and look at the data models that we can potentially use with other stakeholders so that it's very obvious, very open to people how we're doing it. Because at the end of the day, data is data. It's how you use it, how you exploit it, how you can apply AI and machine learning to it to actually create those insights that differentiates people and adds value. Yeah. And it's interesting, is it? Because as you rightly say, data is data. And you look at a trusted source like the land registry, you know, we're, you know, Swift is able to pull data from that, as are the legal profession as well. Um, and it's just, as you, as you say, demonstrating that look, that the, the source that we come from is no different to where you go come. You're coming from as well. Um, so you know, save your time there. Let us do that for you. Yeah. Um, but also combine that land registry data with the local authority data, yeah. with um, sales data, with yeah, you know, all the other data sources that we have and are acquiring. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that you get that rich picture, that rich tapestry. Yeah. Knowing wow. that underlying it, it's coming from good sources and we're, and we're processing it in an ethical, transparent way. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I, I guess, over time, those... I, I hate to use the term doubters, but, you know, there's always going to be a section of our industry that will be a bit wary about any form of o- total single source of data um, over time as they start to believe in that and understand that, that it's coming from the same places. Then, you know, that that journey becomes smoother, doesn't it? And, and, mm-hmm. and they engage with it more and further in that respect. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the opportunity is similar to that that Uber have done for the um, yeah private hire industry. Mm. Yeah, they brought together information about what drivers were available, what rides were needed, what the level of demand was, what the appropriate fare was, and they brought it together in a convenient platform for people to use. Yeah, and that has had ripple effects on other firms. Last time I took a private hire car from home, I got an email saying, "Here is a link to the map that will show where your driver is and how it's." That's a very different experience from ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, and yeah, the doubters, as you call them, yeah, sometimes they may have a point. Mm. Yeah, Um, it's always worth listening to people that have a different, a different opinion, different viewpoint, because their challenges can help us make what we're doing better. Exactly. I, I, I think if you listen to all, because yeah, they're they're concerned, and and you know, I it's very much a case of sometimes you don't know what you don't know isn't it and someone has that scenario has that situation they pose it to to sprift and they suddenly hold on a minute yeah hadn't necessarily thought of that or we were coming at that from a different angle but that might make sense so let's look at it from that side as well and they then believe in sprift and and then the whole thing just manifests itself into a bigger better animal doesn't it yeah yeah Fantastic. hopefully we get into a virtuous circle of listening developing value more more ideas, more development, more value, repeat and grow. Repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well, look, um, Craig, I'm very mindful of your time uh, today, and I, I really appreciate you giving up some time to, to talk to us here uh, on, on the Spiff Sessions. But um, maybe a bit of a random question to, to finish up on, uh, if you'll permit me. Um, but I'm curious about AI and machine learning um just from your perspective just tell me about that and where where your your sort of thoughts are at in 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 that type of sort of process um and how you think that can be applied to to property data now and in the future Mm -hmm. um there's been a lot of hype a lot of hype about ai machine learning there's a lot of claims that have been made for it um and i think it's come on a long way in the last decade since i first got involved with it but i think we can just simplify it and say, Emma, machine learning is just about identifying patterns, perhaps subtle patterns, mm-hmm. and helping apply those patterns to make and to make predictions. So, yeah, the human the human mind can cope with up to seven words at once. If I remember my advertising industry courses properly, which is why on the billboards you'll only see a few words at a time. Okay. Yeah. Whereas in machine learning, I've I've had applications built where we've had over a hundred different items relating to hundred hundred different facets of each item over millions of items being used to create some very subtle insights that can be used to drive new decisions and new ways of working and identify new opportunities. So in terms of how it can be applied to property data, 
machine learning works better on large data sets. Right. We have tens of millions of EPCs, planning decisions, planning documents, sales records, and so on and so on across the UK um, that Sprift is assembling. As we as we build that data set, we can get a richer picture of different patterns, different clusters of activity, and be able to use that to identify better comparables for properties, to be able to identify opportunities for you know, the best opportunities for um, carbon reduction from EPCs in different property types, etc. We'll be able to, as we build our data sets, we'll be able to track that over time as well. And we'll be able to see how those patterns change and morph over time. And yeah, one thing I found when I've put these machine learning models in is where we initially think the value is going to be. There are a whole host of other opportunities that we don't see when you start. So we might start thinking about comparables and what is a true comparable when you look at, say, 50 different aspects of a property rather than just location, number of bedrooms. Mm -hmm. But once we've got that machine learning model, there could be dozens of other applications, dozens of other ways that our clients and their, their customers see to be able to use that information heavy stuff there <laughs> heavy stuff but exciting to use your well, yeah it, it, no no it, exactly as, as you say you know it's not just about you know a number of bedrooms and a title plan necessarily it's when you look at the way that you know ai and machine learning you know now and in the future is going to be able to pull that data and interpret that data it just opens the opportunities up doesn't it and potentially it's about creating new data as well mm. so yeah, I did. I have run a trial that looks at Google Earth photos to identify which properties have solar panels on the roof, okay. so that we can potentially create a data set showing which properties have the solar panels, and therefore, yeah, which ones are more likely to be receptive to electric vehicles or time of use smart metering or other opportunities to bring in other industries that have contributions to make towards the overall property experience because at the end of the day it's a property we, we want to improve the property experience not just at the point of transaction mm. yeah, if we can identify new opportunities new models and work with different stakeholders hopefully we can achieve that and have everyone will be that little bit happier, which I think we could all do with at the moment. Well, well, anything to put a slightly bigger smile on everybody's face, I guess. Um, that, that's that's no bad thing in my view. Um, and, and I love the idea around, you know, when you look at that sort of like those trials that you're doing at the moment and, you know, environment is obviously, you know, a topic of conversation, um, you know, um, emissions and all of this sort of stuff. Not that I'm some environmentalist, uh, just for the record, um, but I think being able to, provide all of that stuff and especially the push with electric vehicles as you say if you you can identify those things it allows people to make more informed it's no i I guess it's the same as people planning a journey now in their new electric car they're having to plot the journey uh to look at the service stations to see where the charging points might be so they can make sure they can get from southampton to manchester either on a clear run or with what one break um and and, you know all of that coming in just just makes perfect sense really doesn't it Mm -hmm. yeah it's all about data it's all about data, and and I think no no better line to finish on really. Um, 
Craig, thank you ever so much for your time today. I very much appreciate it. Uh, we are excited and look forward to where Swift is going and what Swift is doing next, especially in data. Um, and when those random data things suddenly crop up that we hadn't thought about it, you know, I might just put it down to Craig's approach to AI and machine learning. <laughs> thank you very much. Just brilliant. Craig, thank you very much for your time today. My thanks to Craig for his invaluable insight today. That was really, really interesting. For further episodes, please search for the Swift sessions wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you'd like to know more about Swift and what it can do for your business, please go to swift.com. Thank you for listening.